Yeah. And then what you thought you were going to find with concentrated earnestness and you found waiting in that relaxation. Yeah. This isn't uh, an answer that you have to reinforce. It reinforces itself. Yeah. It produces effects. And uh, all you need is just observe it and you'll come to some conclusions. Yeah. Maybe that conclusion you'll come to is you are what you've been looking for. Yeah. And then sort of, you know, it's sort of like questioning the sheath instead of the sword. Yeah. So if you maybe if you take the sheath off, you'd see there's the sword instead of thinking the sheath is the sword. Yeah. It's blunt as hell. It's not cutting through anything. Yeah. You just, you make, you see, oops, and you see something and then, uh, yeah. And then you find out a lot by not doing much, which I like. Yeah. And, uh, Huh. Nice to where you don't have to take. Um, I can hear me there in there. Uh, you don't have to take. Hey, honey, do you have the thing on? Uh, for some reason, when Lynn came in, it muted uh, her. Yeah, I don't hear it now, so that's good. The idea, you know, the immediacy of uh, enjoying peace of mind. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to bring you to that point where it's like before you, you know, get the towel and the bathing suit, you'll see you're already ready to go jump in the water or you'll find yourself you're already in the water. Yeah, it's sort of like that. And so all those requirements that are based on the physical or mental or emotional or circumstantial conditions sort of get null and voided yeah and uh what you are truly outshines circumstances and situations does it always do you have an experience of that all the time no but one of the things happens is you lose interest in trying to have an experience of that all the time yeah <laughs> So you take the miracles uh, as they are given, not through expectation. Yeah. 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 And you get built in something instead of trying to build a something you've had a, a conceptual idea that you get built into something. Yeah. You don't, you haven't had a, you're not privy to looking at the blueprint. Yeah. You'll just observe things and, I didn't come up with an intellectual idea of loss of interest. I saw that as observation, yeah? There was an observation that the interest that was being wielded and directed was not doing what I thought it was doing. It was, and I saw it in some pretty uh, big examples, sort of like physical health, yeah? <laughs> I saw, uh, to have my my head consulting about my health made me unhealthy. 
Yeah, it's just that freaking simple. Yeah, and I've I've used tons of stories about it because it's hilarious, really. Where, uh, you know, like when you look in the ground, you're walking. Yes, you're just walking, and basically, uh, you're walking on something solid. That's all you really know. And then you stop because you're looking at everything else. So mostly the thoughts going through your head. So then you stop and then you look down. And then suddenly a lot of shit starts appearing. And you can actually see an experience of the true dreaming aspect of things. Because while you're walking, you don't see any of these ants or shit moving. Your interest and attention is on thoughts or whatever. Suddenly you stop and you just pay attention and suddenly a whole world shows itself. Really, doesn't it? I mean, there'll be ants moving in like almost regimentally. They've got a purpose. They're fucking, they're going somewhere excitedly. There's other big goofy things that don't know anything. They're just, you know, running into stalks of grass. They don't know how they survive. There's just... There's so much going on. Does that is that going on where you don't notice it? You know, in a way, how can you not see you're the dreaming of the dreaming? Yeah. Here you are thinking, oh, in the dreaming, this is solid soil, and I'm walking over to the trough to get some water. And then you stop and you just look at that soil and life blows up. Yeah. And then you see tons of shit. And you can get absorbed in it, really, completely, in a sense. Yeah? Yeah. So a lot of times when you're looking, you're going to see something. So if you're looking for a problem, you're going to just, the head's going to make one up. Yes? Seriously. If that, it's sort of like that eye of Sauron. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's constantly searching. Yeah for something to identify with. Do you notice really, if I buy a car and someone has the same car, like a Fiat, they start giving me thumbs up as I drive by, like I'm in a Fiat club, you know? I'm identified as a Fiat driver. It's like, you know, I wear a shirt from some fucking city I got at a thrift store. They think I'm, you know, I like the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, or whatever. There's like the head's constantly identifying with everything it comes into contact with. It's amazing. It, the shit has no adhesion, but it sticks there for a while. And now, so now I'm in the Fiat electric car club. Yeah, I start getting, you know, I had a hernia once and I still get hernia advertisements on my fucking algorithm feed, you know, next to some like, athletic shoes they throw a hernia in there because i once had a hernia yeah so there's this it's just insane i mean people now it's even crazier we're wearing the brands you know we're doing their we're doing their promotion for them like quicksilver whatever you know <laughs> quicksilver vans here's a van shirt <laughs> And vans or Quicksilver or driving a Mustang implies a life that you have. Yeah, which you probably don't, but it implies, you know what I mean? You got a babe in each state or whatever. It's just insane. 
and the head is just glomming onto anything. It's so afraid just to be unattached and just fucking floating around. It's got to think to this, this, that, yeah. And don't you do better when you when it's sent around the corner for half an hour? Doesn't its absence promote more possibility of health than when it's present? Seriously. I mean, it's, it's in a sense, your own worst enemy. And it's constantly, you know, chiming in and consulting with, with great assurance. It's like once Amelia and I, when I met Amelia, uh, she, <laughs> hey, honey, can I tell the flea story? Can I tell the flea story? All right. So, so I, I meet Amelia. I haven't known her that long. And I go to her, to her place. She's got a little, uh, nice little place. And she has a cat who had haliotosis. He had infection. So if you bent down and got into its atmosphere, oh, the smell was unbelievable. And then there was tons of fleas. And Amelia had all these flea bites on her midriff. Yeah, because she'd wear like a short shirt. She, tons of fleas. But she, I kept saying, you know, you, you probably, they're probably flea bites, but she was so sure that fleas don't bite humans. And I'm going, wait a minute, honey. I think they'll bite a human if they get a chance to. No, fleas do not. And she's got thousands of flea marks on her. Yeah. And, but she said it with such confidence. It was going, maybe I got to Google that. You know, I thought it just, I never really thought about it. Maybe they're selective, you know, but they don't, they don't bite Italians or something, but no, no fleas bite anything, you know, they can land on. And say so she was completely covered with them in this little mental island, the only place living as if she was completely free from them. Yet she was itching. What is this? Getting ointments. It's fleas. Yeah. Let's get rid of the fleas. You don't have to buy a $40 ointment. Just get rid of fleas and we'll be free of it. Yeah. Uh, so I drive around and uh, everyone's identified with something. You have the merest You've thrown a football once and now you got, you know, NFL shirts on and, you know, it's, it's insane. What are we so, so bereft of any sense of fullness that we have to identify constantly? It's not us. That's the good news. Yeah. I do this a lot because I know your reaction is it's you. And that's why we brought the little selfing out of the bushes and you can see it and it's not you. That's the beauty of it. Yeah admit all this shit and it's not you yeah? instead of denying all this shit and then it's more of you than ever yeah but just let it all all the thoughts you hated to be even close to let them land yeah let them let them have the seeming reality yeah that you're trying to take from them and when they land they're going to reveal to you something they're not real yeah and the thing that was afraid of him is not real. Yeah. And that which is real, it can't be experienced because you're it. Yes. It influences every experience, but it's not an experience. Yeah. It's, it's the undifferentiated light 
but in the light of its nature, things appear. Yeah? yeah. Those appearances ultimately are that, but as an appearance, they're not. Yeah? So Paul is that, but not as Paul. Yeah? So I am the awareness, but Paul is not the awareness. Paul is an appearance in the awareness. Yeah? So if you go to the absolute, yes, Paul is the awareness, you're not, it's not going to work. You, there needs to be a negation because that which you may see as a very small part of you believes it's the whole of you. Yeah? And you better look at it and see that you're not that. And in the negation of that, there'll be a finding out of what you are. What do you think is keeping you from what you are? Yeah, you're trying to arrive there from as what you're not. That's the whole point. Yeah, so do you need to study more about what you are? No, you need to study what you're not. So you recognize its presentation as not of you. Yeah, and it doesn't become a chore. You don't have to do it every freaking appearance. You don't, not me, not me, not me. No, there's a point where the job's been done, yeah? The knowledge of negation is established. You don't have to keep constantly reconfirming it. But trying to jump to the conclusion is not gonna work. So there's a negating and then there's no need to negate. Because what you're negating wasn't true to begin with, yes? So now you see an activity that you used to look from. Now you see it, yeah? And after a while, you've seen all of it. it you're not going to see it anything new about it in the 50th appearance. You've seen it, yeah? And that becomes a knowledge. And you're convinced of that, yeah? Sort of like if you ever read about Nizagadada, his master dropped a message on him and he got it and he had faith in it, yeah? He didn't go into a cave for 12 years. He, sell, he sold cigarettes you know, from a wall in Bombay. I went to where he sold cigarettes. I went to his house where he gave the satsangs. He didn't go th you know, 40 years in the desert and then come back. He just got it like, hey, yeah. But that's, but only Nizagadada, no, that's, it's not for only for Nizagadada. Yeah. The same, the same function could have happened with every one of us. Yeah. You hit a certain point where you're thoroughly convinced. And then I'll tell you something, you know, you don't look down that dead end alley anymore. You don't, you're not spending one time trying to find what you haven't lost. Not one second, it's put to rest, yeah? And now all that attention and interest, which the head loves to fucking send on chores and around the corner itself, now is resting now, and that's the sense of presence, yeah? Now the I am isn't getting translated into I am Paul. It's still being presented as the evidence that I am Paul, but the translation isn't fooling you anymore. The I am and the knowledge, I am that I am. 
And how that knowledge of I am that I am gets established is the negation of what you're not, yeah? By seeing what you're not, the I am is that I am, yeah? It's not I am Paul who needs or has to do tons of shit to try to become or was once the I am, but now blew it. No, it's clear, yeah? And if it isn't clear for you a minute or two in the day, don't worry, yeah? If you forgot that you have a house at work, you still have the house, yes? Your necessity to remember that you have a house is not what the house's reality is dependent on, yes? That's one of the last straws of relevance the head wants to hold on to. I can forget my true nature. No, you fucking can't. You remember the false nature. Yes? There's a point where you're convinced and all the remembering the false nature does not produce the effect that you forgot your real nature. It doesn't do it anymore. It never did really. Yeah? Now you're established. Shit happens on the surface. All the stuff happens all the time. Yes? You can be out to lunch. Doesn't change the fact. You can be incredibly blissed out. It doesn't change the fact. The fact is, it's inherently, we're all inherently awake. The underlying basis is you did not start seeing through the eyes because you were a good person yesterday. You did not earn a day of seeing because you were good, nor did you lose a day of seeing because you were supposedly bad, yeah? Your little moral codes and all this stuff do not affect the inherent condition, yeah? You are awake. Now, you can seem to be awake to that, or you can seem to be asleep to that, yeah? But it doesn't change that. This is one of the last refuges it holds on to. You gotta have me to agree. No, you don't. You do not have to wait for the agreement of the head concerning the I am. You can lose interest in waiting for that agreement and live as and as always from that I am. Yeah? Yeah? And it may not look like you thought, it may not fit the conceptual parameters you believed it would have to look like. It will not act like that which is playing God wants it to act. It could be sloppy. It could be whatever it fucking wants. Yeah? Yeah. But one thing, sure, you'll be here all the freaking time. Yeah? All the time, sleeping, awake. You're never not here. Yeah. Man, that really shrinks the relevance of the head, doesn't it? Yes. Fuck. It wants this to be a gamble. It wants to be a game of chance and the odds are against you. Yeah. It wants to have so many obstructions lined up, which is going to make it impossible for you to finally be free while always being free right now. Yeah, to even be that, to even be that fucked up person who's not getting it. Yeah, 
You're free to do that. You're free not to get this message. You are. Yeah. It's probably better off if you don't get the message, truly. Yeah. The message is really to confuse the system, to go through the system, not stop at the system. It's not food for the system. I'm trying to get to the real mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is, I'm just reporting from observation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe my inherent nature is based on my circumstantial nature. I don't anymore. I once completely believed that without knowing it. I believed that the only way I could be in that state would be in a really good state as Paul. It's not true. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Doesn't it seem really all the requirements when they fail you and you arrive at where you already are, you see the foolishness of requirements, don't you? You don't go, wow, those requirements really paid off. You usually fucking start laughing that you were the butt of a long fucking playing joke. Yes? They're mostly rude awakenings for the head because you realize it was always available at all times. <laughs> when it happens, sometimes it says it's always been this way. So there was never a moment you have not been that. But, but I want what I'm not to be that. Great, try. Yeah, It's not going to work. I want it to stabilize for that which is not stable. It's not, probably. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the surface. Waves move you. Winds do shit with you. Yeah. The world of the surface is not stable. It's dualistic. Yeah. It expands, contracts. Like that old, one of my old teachers, a Tai Chi teacher, I used to call him and I was bitching about shit. And then he'd say, uh, and I'd say, I've been bummed out for weeks. And he'd say, congratulations. And I'd go, why? He says, oh, it's going to get better soon. And then I'd call him. I'm saying, I've been feeling great. I says, I'm sorry. And I go, why? Because it's going to get bad. <laughs> Does that mean you get good and bad? Come on. Yeah. On the surface, you're afraid to get wet. You're completely drenched underneath. Yeah. That have you ever had been in an accident and stuff? We've talked about this before. Let's say you've been afraid of something for years, and then suddenly it happens. And when it's happening, there's no anxiety or fear. You're just completely alert and clear. Yeah as the car is going very slow motion, it seems, tripping, you're totally neutral. Yet you've been in mental anxiety. I never want to be in an accident. Yes, yeah. So the effects of the accident were happening before the accident. The effects when the accident occurred were not the ones the head foretold, was it? You lived the story of what an accident looks like in the mental state. How many more things have you lived 
through that interpretation. I don't want to, I'm going to feel it now so I don't have to feel it later. No, that's insane. Yeah. Can you imagine if I was going to get hit by a car anyway, would I want to have a fear of that for eight years and then get hit or just get hit? <laughs> I'd, I'd rather just get hit like what happened to me. I had never thought about ever getting run over by a car and I got run over twice in the same night. Yeah. <laughs> but I had never thought about it. I joy, I enjoyed a space not filled with that mental anxiety. Never thought ever. Yeah. Not a truck, not a bus, nothing. Just roaming around. And then suddenly got run over by a Chevy Monte Carlo. Yeah. Could you imagine if I lived a life for eight years? And I probably would never have picked it as a Monte Carlo. It probably would have been something else. Yeah. Total fear. And I'm always looking for that Pontiac GTO. And then I get run over by a Monte Carlo. My head tells me it's going to be a GTO. I'm looking for it. Then I get hit by the Monte Carlo. Yes. It's insane. Enjoy the opportunity you have now. Why not? Yeah. I don't have any apparent threat. Why not act like that? seriously i mean you know i mean you're not a a rationalist great great yeah if i if something opens up uh yeah do you remember the old one i had with knocking on heaven's door oh it's an old one i'll run it by everyone so here's another story so there's this guy who's, he feels like he's been practicing a long time, does a lot of service, has had some peak experiences. And then he gets uh, an invitation to go to the heaven's door. So he goes there, he's all, he's got his robes on. Yeah, got that loving gaze. He knocks on the door, but he has an assumption he's getting in, yeah, because, and it was, he gets, it's off-putting right away because the door opens immediately and there's God, yeah, it's, he's a little, he's not ready, and so he, but he asks, he says, God, can I come in? And God looks right at him and goes, Paul can't come in. And so now I walk away and I practice more. I got to up my resume, I go to Tibet, a couple other continents, shit like that. Now I feel okay. And I, now I have a lot of confidence. I go back. I know where it is. And again, very off-putting experience. A knock on the door. He's right there. And I look right at him. I go, God, can I come in? And he goes, Paul can't come in. So now I'm really freaking pissed off. And I rip the robe and I go out and I fornicate and I'm drinking and I'm doing tons of shit. Yeah. And then I fall and I fall into this stream and it takes me down the river and it I drops me. I come ashore right at heaven's door. And as I'm standing up, something happens. I have a moment of clarity. I knock on the door. Same thing. Door swings open. I look at God. I go, God, can I come in? And he says, Paul can't come in. And I walk right in. Yeah. He, it wasn't personal. He was just telling me how it is. Paul, Steve, Mary, Jim can't come in. Yeah. So while I was taking Paul, I felt like I was disqualified. But basically, he was the fact was 
Paul can't come in because it's not you. As soon as I saw it as not me, when he said Paul can't come in, I heard it completely different. I heard it was talking about a foreign something, and I'm not that, and I walked right in. There you go. That's the message in a way. It's the time is now. Yeah. Stop asking for permission. Act as if you have permission. Yeah. Stop relying on 30 different people given the same message. You've heard the message already. Sometimes constantly hearing it from different people is a way of avoiding it. Yeah. You mix it all up. It's sort of like there was a per per perfect recipe and then you've thrown all these other ingredients in it and you got it all churned up as a way of avoiding the immediacy of the message, which is you're it. Yeah? The head will take advantage of whatever it comes in contact with. Non-duality is not immune to that claiming. Yes? Yeah, it's going to claim it and it's going to, it has a twist idea of what non-duality is, which is it's a get out of jail free card, really, for the action figure. Why do I need to go to AA? There is no person. So I they can't be an alcoholic. So fuck it. Yeah. And now he's now they're on sixth and market living out of a refrigerator box. Uh, <laughs> only destitute, but they're fucking right with their non-dual view. Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes we can do too much. And the doing is the doing covers up the immediacy of the gift. Yeah. Have you heard the message? You can, the hearing of it can go on forever. It's a nice, it's like a nice channel. Satsang's like a nice music channel on Sirius XM or whatever. Yeah. It's fucking great. It is. I mean, I like coming here. You know, it's a nice, no one's pulling out guns or fucking, you know, there's not divisiveness and hatred pouring out of the squares. It's too much. It's pretty nice. Yeah. It's nice to be with humans with some, with some parameters, <laughs> some separation, can enjoy the community of it. It's very nice, right? Yeah, all the, we don't have opinions on outside topics, just talk about the same message. Yeah, and uh, hopefully over time, you'll see by coming here, there's been a migration of something that is enriching your day. And that same something was being used to enslave your day. The energy of faith is neutral, yeah? It doesn't, it doesn't have any quality to contract or expand. It will do whatever it, it is put into, yeah? So to me, the sense of faith or this force of what we represent is going to manifest, and let's say this place, we can call it dreaming, but the dream is a manifestation of mind, yeah? big M mind, you would call a manifestation of mind, the dreaming of mind. Yeah. So here's this manifestation. So this force of faith manifests by the vehicle it's put in. Yeah. And in this vehicle that's set up, this vehicle is a dualistic vehicle. In other words, the vehicle, the car you get in has two steering wheels. Yeah. In a sense, or as the Indians say, there's two wolves inside 
And what's going to get, get better is the one you feed. Yes, there's always, there's a, there's a simple practicality of what to do in the manifestation. It's not swearing the non-manifest every second. You see, yes, you can see the infinite in the dualistic expression. Yeah, so recovery is the simple, the most clearest aspect for me because there was a life in a certain way. Yeah, and it, in hindsight, it was seen that it was mentally directed and the faith was in the mental uh, processes. And the results were unbelievable, yeah? And then there was a migration of that faith to something that was more reliable, let's say the infinite, yeah? Or whatever, anything other than the head. And then that same rose bush that hasn't bloomed, suddenly bloomed because it wasn't a rose bush. It was, there, it was in a too small of a pot, yes? It didn't have enough soil and not enough light and not enough water. It was blaming itself for its non-blooming, but it was the conditions it was feeding on. If it can move to a place of light and water and sting, it's going to bloom, yes? You're going to travel lighter through the circumstances of your life. The circumstances of your life will be the circumstances of this life, but you will travel lighter through them. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what more do you want, really? Yeah. In this manifestation, you're not going to be the non-manifest. Yeah. You know, there was a guy, I don't want to particular, but he was a teacher. And he he presented himself as the the first and only perfect embodiment of the absolute in a body, yeah, whatever. And then he died suddenly with a heart attack. It seems weird that he was the perfect absoluteness of the of the infinite as a body and didn't know he, the time he was going to die. He got surprised himself because the, knowing the person, he would have had a giant festival for the death and have it, you know, videoed. Instead, he just fell down dead. What? He got caught, caught by surprise. The embodiment of the absolute. So let's not, it, it, your job or your seat assignment is not to be the absolute in the manifest. You're already that. Yes? Yeah? Maybe being that one of the demonstrations of being that in this life of the manifest may be traveling lighter through the manifestations, seemingly as a manifestation, yes? Or the Course says, you're going to dream yourself out of the dream. So that which is manifesting the dream is now going to use the dream to dream itself out of the dream. And as it does, the dream gets happier. It's not infinite. The dream isn't infinite. It comes to an end. You're going to pass out one day, maybe. 85, 90 years old, whatever. You're going to come to an end, and the only person, you, other people will experience your life, your death, I mean. You won't. You'll be dead. Yeah? It'll be other people that will be talking about you finally, other than you talking about you. That will shut off. 
and you won't be able to hear what other people are saying, thank God, forever. <laughs> so the manifestation ends, yes? So faced with this situation, heroic path, uh, spiritual path, there's going to be a path. <laughs> you're going to walk and you're going to move through time. Yes or no? Yeah. You're going to get dirty. You're going to walk on the, in the street after a heavy rain. Your shoes are going to get wet. Things are going to happen. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to just be able to travel lighter through it? To be able to not to take the manifest so seriously? But how can you do that as the manifest? The manifest trying not to take the manifest seriously is more of the manifest, yes? We don't need the manifest to try to negate itself. We can see it from what we are, and that's the negation. Yes? The negation isn't things get taken out and reworked. It's seeing something that has never been real as unreal. Yeah? It's seeing the emperor with no clothes, not just to have a, hopefully in five years later, have another peak experience to see the emperor with no clothes, but now to know while completely clothed, the emperor has no clothes. A knowledge that's before knowledge, a knowledge that is fed by I am, yes? The knowledge that the emperor has no clothes, clothes or sans clothes, yeah? That's not a peak experience every second of the day. It's a deep assurance. For you to get the big hit of seeing the emperor with no clothes, you have to have swall you know, swallowed the big pill that the emperor had clothes, yeah? That's what makes seeing the emperor with no clothes such an incredible peak experience. It's not a peak experience anymore. When the emperor is appearing with clothes, you see it as no clothes, yeah? That's not a big fucking event. It's dog shit awareness. It's tried and true, day in and day out. You rely on it, and it's reliable. It brings relief where nothing else does, because it's not of the anxiety and the agitation. So its relief doesn't have an opposite. Yeah? Yeah. So... I love this message, man. I love it. I never, I had no idea there could be a last answer in this life. I did not know, except death, so to speak. I did not know. I never even imagined it. There was something that was itching away at me, and it provoked a lot of seeking and a lot of shit. That's all done. Yeah? And I know what brought, I know at least, uh, I don't know who made the dinner, but I, I know what plate it was brought in on. And it was uh, the plate of non-duality brought this dinner, yeah? And I, I grokked the understanding of non-duality and it brought into high contrast the misunderstandings I was living as, yeah? And some of those things came to ends. 
They don't relight themselves. Yeah. They, it was borrowed fire. It was put out and it hasn't caught fire since. So I say it's the last answer. And it's an incredible quality because this last answer takes away the need for any other answers concerning this topic. Hallelujah. I had never run into it ever. Yeah. Even getting struck sober led me to other answers, which was non-duality, so to speak. But non-duality, in my humble observation, as this manifest event, is the last answer concerning this hot topic called spirituality or reality or whatever the fuck's going on. Yeah? Beautiful, isn't it? So I will constantly come back year after year to a meeting about the last answer. I will. Yeah. It's like music to my ears. Could you imagine the final disarmament where there's not, you don't, you're not worried, there's no future draft, you're not going to be called back to arms. Yeah. You know, your rights are not going to be taken away. You're going to have new requirements put on you. You're going to have to make up for lost time when you were just jerking around out there. No, no. Yeah. That big foot in the sky is not going to squish you. Yes. Some, you know, authentic voice is going to say at the last second, you blew it. No. No. Yeah. This disarmed me. I've never been called back to arms. 20-something years. Give me a break. I'm past draft age now anyway, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, go ahead. Get the new radical, new hybrid, new super propellant non-duality. I could care less. We've synthesized non-duality with tantric. Fucking great. Let's go. I've got a lineup of people wanting to go to the retreat. Great. I don't care. Yeah, I'll just take ordinary nothing. It's it's the you know it's the it's the gift that constantly keeps on giving nothing. Yeah, you want to make it something far out, but it's just put out the fires. I'm just chilling. Yeah, I'm just hopefully attempting to pass on what was passed on to me. Really, yeah. I had great, uh, I had such an affection for a guy I didn't know, Ramesh Balsakar. I flew to India by myself and went to see him in Bombay. Yeah. No rock star ever motivated me to do that. No woman ever made, ever made, you know, motivated me to do that. No drug ever motivated me to do that. But the message that came through him motivated me to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm stoked. Nice to be here. And uh, all right, Mike, anyone wants to share? I see yep. Bruce. Yep. And Bruce, were you already here when Paul mentioned he's going to come to Hudson? Yeah, I heard that. Bruce may I... be concerned because there's going to be the living Zen bitch slap possibility. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 
The gloves high are going to take it off, high, literally. Yes. High hat. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see, Bruce. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving you a warning. Get ready. Uh, Jack G. Mike has gotten <laughs> used to not being slapped around. He's got He needs a couple of new ones. <laughs> he needs a little working over. Yeah, so hi, everyone. All right, so what's this, what is going on? I'll take everything that you've shared up to now as the answer to this question. Um, not that I know anything about what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and as a side note, I've noticed that um, since I've been uh, attending live, uh, and initially there was a lot, it seemed like you had a lot of these cocaine gestures with the nose. You know, quite frequently, and now yeah. almost non-existent. So, congratulations. Well, whatever. Anyway, oh yeah. As, be, as being the answer, um, everything that, you, that you've shared. Uh, yeah, Nasar Gadada. We can talk about him, I guess, because he's he's dead. I mean, you may not be interested anyway. But uh, you know, the 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 prior to I am thing and the uh, the innocence of a child and then being, you know, being born, not having any linguistic uh, image of consciousness or whatever. And then uh, it was also, he, he talks about being um, unborn. And it's like in the background of my mind, um, there's been like this contemplation going on. And uh, so, what that brought me to was that, well, if, if I'm here now, then I must have been here from the beginning of time, which kind of puts me with the eternal. And then in, as a sense of being a manifestation of that, uh, the infinite, um, as being born in the sense of like a dreaming. Either way, it's not what I, what I was, <laughs> prior to being unborn anyway it, this idea of uh what's going to happen after i die think fear thing uh well if i'm not born then i don't die so whatever i was before being so-called born the dreaming of being born i'll be after the dreaming not that there's you know there's any sense of time there but anyway um yeah so everything you've been sharing about uh, anyway, that would it, it when it, that brought me in touch with like the whole universe, and it wasn't like I was feeling a part of of the universe, like like gold. You can make any an infinite variety of um, jewelry from, but it's it's all gold, you know. And it will always re remain gold, even though it may appear as any manifestation of that. So I didn't feel a part in any way that was crazy i don't know what that was um anyway it was like that sense of real i don't know what it was uh, not that it is anything but it's brought me here to where um it's nice that the mind is kind of like in the background so to speak and that even walking the ground as you shared um it's well known that it all happens in the head anyway you know, there's no ground, whatever ground out there is a sensation interpreted in my head. So it's all walking around up here. Crazy. Um, so anyway, that relief of 
not identifying as a manifest as a manifestation of whatever. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. You've already answered it all. Great, Bruce. Yes. Um, that that this this share that you just gave did not give you clemency from the Zen bit slap, just to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> What's clemency? <laughs> Yeah. Clementine. <laughs> I'm just saying it's coming. You know, I tell you, uh, when I was a lot of the time when I met, this isn't directly to you, Bruce, it's just Sharon. Yeah. When I met spirituality a lot, and most of it was trying to use it as a salve self would be would squeeze the ointment out and apply it on self yes and so it would be nice to say that which thought it was born to say that it's the unborn but i found uh it didn't work that uh well for me but what really has worked is loss of interest in it yeah the loss of interest in placating and soothing that that seems to be ruffled up yeah you know, like, it seems that, like there's no place. Yeah, there's no place left to look. It feels like. Well, however that is, go with it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, to me it's just like uh, I'm going underwater, and I'm not narrating how the water is as I'm going under. I'm just going. I'm underwater. Yeah, and it's like uh, the immediacy of it I really like because, um, and I, the way I can re reverse engineer it is loss of interest. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, whether I appear as, you know, ice or liquid or vapor, I'm still water, you know, so that helped, that's helpful too. You know, I mean, it's, as far as the mental um, activity goes, you know. It leaves it kind of cuts. That's that ending as you spoke of the end of the. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I'm going to be seeing you pretty soon. I hope. Yeah. Well, I don't. That's yeah. That's uh, well. We're not apart to begin with, but whatever. Yeah, that would be a joy. Uh, well, I I I uh, I did a a search of you. I know where you are. So we're gonna. Uh -oh. Slap police is going to knock on the door. I've never left here. <laughs> the, uh, what's the sound of one hand slapping? It does make a it does make a sound. They can do that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll see. All right. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone. I'll see you soon. Yeah. All right. Mike. Another uh, hands up. Oh, well, uh, Andrew. Andrew. Hey, Paul. Hey, Andrew. How are you? Oh, doing okay. Um, I am sitting with what you were saying around the metaphor with knocking on heaven's door. And you said, Paul can't come in, and you just went in. And I... I know this sounds ironic saying this, but I don't know what to do with that. 
You don't have to do anything with it. It's probably better you don't do anything with it. Yeah, just let it sink where it wants to go. It may go out your ass. It may circulate. Who knows? Yeah. Again, this is what we talk about disarming. You having to feel like you got to do something with it is like a call to arms in a way. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this is a disarming thing. Uh, a lot of times, satsang isn't a conversation, it's an injection. You're getting injected with something. And let's see what it, the effect on the whole apparatus is. Usually, one aspect of the apparatus starts rushing ahead and thinking it has to do something with it, like you just ex illustrated that example. Yeah? Yeah. And it actually becomes the buffer between you and you, and then you're not getting the whole deal, so to speak. It neuters the message in a way. So yeah, there's nothing to do about what I said. Just let it get, see where it goes. It may go out one ear into out the other. It may go out the ass, it may circulate. Yeah, that's the power of satsang. It's an injection, you know, it's already in. <laughs> like Ramana said, your head is in the tiger's mouth already. <laughs> yeah. you, you're not deciding, should I be dinner or not? You're, it's already the case. Yeah. <laughs> it's past that point. Yeah. So just see what it kicks up and you'll observe it and you'll see reactions to it. And maybe you'll start seeing those reactions as not yours. And then the emperor's, some of emperor's clothes have been revealed to be bogus. Yeah. Yeah, that's the power of, when I heard, uh, you know, I read this book when I was young called uh, by Trungpa Rinpoche, a Tibetan dude, called the uh, uh, Spiritual Materialism, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. And I, the most profound part of it I never forgot was the first paragraph. And he used a term I don't like, which is ego, but he says, before you get into this whole book, what you really need to know is the ego is going to take advantage of whatever, whatever it's brought into contact with. Yeah. Now, I had a lot of uh, vague feeling of that. And that sentence, hearing it coagulated into sort of a, a big whack, you know? Yeah. It was very, and uh, then I heard someone else speak about it years later. And then that became the obvious uh, movement of the mental process that I try to harp on, which is that it, the mental process is brought into contact with uh, through us, not as Paul, but through what we are. And it, and it takes, it claims what it's brought into contact with. Yeah. And it, uses it to support its own narrative, yeah? And it's mechanical, which most people don't present that way. There's still, there's, they, there's always a leaving that you have something to do with it. And I don't see you have anything to do with it. It's mechanical. And that, you know, I heard that and it allowed me to see that which rose up and try to make something out of it or do something about it. And I saw it as not me. See, this is the beauty of non-duality in my own experience. A lot of shit was hanging in there and I never got a good view of it 
because the most of the shit I ran into, the understanding that was presented was actually to fit into the prior understanding of Paul. It wasn't a, a huge confront. It wasn't a huge Zen bitch slap. It was like, oh, okay, Paul, just as I take myself, is going to now add this to it with the hopes of getting a bigger, better Paul. Then I met some non-duality, which just fucking froze me. And then I saw the shit I was looking from. I saw the misunderstandings from the clarity of the understanding of non-duality, like I had never seen before. Yeah. And then that shit that I thought was me getting a, coming into the scene to figure things out, I saw as not me. But it was great that something provoked a movement from what I'm not, so I could catch it, so to speak. Yes. And non-duality brought some of the shit that was lying in the weeds out into the open and it could be seen. And something was revealed through that seeing or through that awareness of. And to me, this is the process of satsang in a way. Yeah. So you just talked about one of the first steps of the process. You heard something and now you don't know what you get, how to respond to it. Yeah. Yeah. So now you'll see something will want to respond to it. And you're not yeah. that. It's beautiful. Yeah. This is the, a lot of times when I'm speaking with people at live things, the person gets up and not knowing it, they're the perfect illustration of the point we're trying to get across. When they ask me a question, they're the perfect illustration of it. And yet they may not know it, but they're the perfect one. Yeah. That movement, that thing that rises, yeah, has been provoked. That's why you can see it. Yeah. When it's hovering and calling the shots from the dark, all you have is vague ideas and they're all coagulated. It's you somehow. No, when you see it, you will get a sense it's not you. Yeah. And I believe satsang beats the bush. Yeah beats the fucking bush and the shit comes out. Yeah. If you, you know, bring something to accommodate the bush, it no, this thing beats it and the shit shows up. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that, thank you for that. You had demonstrated a process of hearing. So, Here's the presentation of the message. There's a hearing of the message. And the hearing of the message has a correspondence, which is the hearer of the message arises. And now, hopefully, instead of calling that you trying to figure it out, you see it's not you trying to figure it out. And there you go. To me, that's clear hearing. Yeah? That's the clear hearing of the message as a demonstration. You hear it, something arises, what should I do, blah, 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 and you see that as not you, yeah? And now you start recognize what you used to look from. And obviously, if you start recognizing where you, what you used to look from, you're not looking from there anymore. And in fact, you've never been looking from there. It's been presented that you've been looking from there and you swallowed it. Awareness is the light. It's the only light. 
that shines. It can be directed by a lot of activities, but those activities are not of light. It's always awareness before everything. Yeah? This is what happens. Being beautiful. Hear the message. Wait a minute. What am I got? What can what am I supposed to do with it? Hey, that's the arising of not you. You saw it, it popped its imaginary head out. Now fucking slot, you know, cut it off with the Zen sword, so to speak. Yeah, fantastic. This Thank is how Paul. it works. This is an activity. There's hearing and seeing. Yeah. If you want to call it a process, there's something that happens. You hear something like, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Something arises. Yeah. First, there's, let's say, a resonance. Yeah. That doesn't arise. It's obvious it's always been here. There's a resonance with the statement for some reason. You go, ha ha, or something. And then something arises and thinks it has to do something with that or it's a call to arms, or I have to avoid it or something. That's not you, yeah? That's not you answering the call. The call <laughs> wasn't to bring you out of the bush. It was to bring what you're not out of the bush so you could see it as not you from you. This is the process of satsang in a lot of ways. Yeah? If it's just like, you know, kumbaya, just everything, no. It's like the, you know, the the guys who play the, the flute with the, the the snake in India, you know, do, 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 oh. and they start, <laughs> brings it out, and then it, they can see it, mm. and it gets, it gets tranced out instead of it trancing you out. It gets tranced out, and then you see it. Yeah, it has no ability to fuck with you. It's like frozen. <laughs> That vicious snake can't bite you because it's tranced out. You've seen it. It's not you. Yeah. Now you're onto something. There's a hearing of the message, and then there's the hearer of the message. The hearing of the message triggers, let's say, an aha or an ah, you know, like a door going like this. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Then something in time rises and tries to figure it out. There you go. That's not you. Yeah. The second one that goes to get the second plate of food, don't fucking feed it. It's not you. Yeah. The meal got in. The target was already hit by satsang because it triggered this process. Now that which you're not rises to the bait and hopefully you can see it is not you. And you'll do it a number of times, maybe only once, maybe thousands of times. And then there's going to be a knowledge There'll be a convincing. And then you'll see most of the shit that arises is not you. Yeah. Well, all the shit that arises is not you, actually. Well, let's just say you don't even have that. Just say most of it. Yeah? You won't be having the constantly, not me, not me, not me. There'll be a knowledge it's not you prior to its appearance, not after its appearance but we're starting at the point where maybe it's after its appearance, but that after is gonna be before, yeah? And you're gonna have the knowledge before it appears that it's not you. 
because you will be in I am, yeah? And that will afford you the knowledge of what I am not, yeah? It's not like you're surprised every time. It gets you quite familiar with its presentations. They're not infinite. They're finite. They're like loops on old cassette tapes. So we have the satsangs, the perfect bait to bring those denizens from the imaginary deep. They're really from the shallows up. So the surface, so the head can be cut off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the compassion of satsang. The cutting off of the imaginary head, not the conjoling it and soothing it and fucking, you know, oh, I'll wait for you. Don't, no. No, cut the fucking imaginary head off. Yeah. That's is there... Love it. That was great. Thank you. Because there is a process in the hearing of satsang. It's like a whistle that calls that shit up. So you can see it out in the open because it's talking to you as you from the dark all fucking day. Yeah, and he just goes in the habit of, oh, it's me, it's me, it's me, claiming everything, I did this and that. It's just fucking, you play the role of the adhesive all day. Yeah, this is like it comes out into the light and you see it for what it is. And now you have a basic, basic understanding of non-duality. I'm not that. Yeah. That's the appropriate response. I'm not that. It's not a, and it doesn't be, it's not made into a path or a practice. It's useful until it isn't. And then there's a knowledge I'm not that. And then you're chilled, more chilled out than ever. Yeah. Being Paul, because you're not. Jesus Christ. It's very difficult to say, what's the true Paul and the false Paul? Just throw both of them out, you know? You'll be a, Really, you'll be much more of an individual when you're not an individual because you will lose interest in, I've got to be a certain fuck. You know, you don't. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. That was a good trigger. I would love to be able to write that down because truly it's the capture of the hearing of satsang in a beautiful example. And the call and the response, yes? What non-duality is giving you is a different response. Instead of saying, that's all about me, it's not about you. It's profoundly different, obviously. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. To, to defeat an imaginary foe, the sword isn't useful for that long, yes? The sword isn't necessary for that long in the defeat of an imaginary foe. Yeah, you do it for a while, something expands and then you, you don't have to do anything really. Yeah, all the seeing doesn't convince you that you're that, yes? Great, yeah. Everyone else is convinced you're that, it's fine, yeah. To, me, to them, I'm that. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's why would I want to fucking argue with that? Yeah. That's some of the fun of it. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. And thank everybody here. See, this is what Satsang cooks up, eh? <laughs> Sometimes you get a you use a you you get to use a carrot in a different way you ever thought. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like a living uh food show, you know. The same message, but then you, oh man, they they made a fucking omelet out of that. I never would have thought of that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So and someone triggers it, and then there you go. It's like cooking cod so many different ways. So I appreciate you. Mm. We get we went more raw there. We gave the raw cod. It's sushi yeah. day. It's sushi satsang. We're going raw. <laughs> The raw recognition of what you're not through the process of hearing satsang. There you go. All right. I think that's, uh, we have one more uh, share, then we're going to go. I mean, this is a good time to stop. So let's go do this, the next one. And, and uh, yeah. All right, Mike. I think, uh, I don't, let me see. It's Lynn. Lynn D got her hand up. I think she took it down. She just didn't unmute yet. All right. Well, I thought Craig May was going next for some reason. <clears throat> oh, is Craig wanting to go? All right, Craig can come after. No, Craig has uh, got the corner door closed. There's no Craig's corner. <laughs> yeah. I, I just wanted to say in terms of the seeing of what I'm not, after uh, I think I mentioned to you that I was going to visit my mother in the hospice and yeah. uh, and and I, I, of course, took your advice and everyone's advice. But um, things happen in process. The first day was peace. I was able to be who I know myself to be. The next day was a shit show and but I was in a different position. I was able to observe. It was like an automatic. It was like everything that ever went on between me and my mother, we did not have a good relationship for my entire life. I was thrown out of the family basically, but it, this thing, it just started pinging and she was very odd. And there was no way to say who started it. You know, it was just happened, but it wasn't, full out it was just as if thing there were a few things that needed to be said by or so the self thought and i couldn't stop it if you know what i mean it happened and it went back and forth and i kept trying to take a break so i could uh open my heart or something but whatever it was had to play itself out it was uh, painful. I was not feeling personally emotional, but my body, uh, I was feeling it in my body, hit after hit, trigger, 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 till it was so painful. And my heart was beating so fast, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Um, and it, that night ended with my mother saying, get out. Okay. I went home uh, or to the hotel and I, I sat and um was still feeling it in my body in the morning but and i took a little bit longer to get there 
And in the process of sitting, I realized that the root probably of much of it was me from a very early age blaming my mother for giving birth to me, that I had been ang really deeply angry. I don't, the details don't matter. Um, I saw it, it hurt, it cut my head off and, um, and I was free from it. And the next, and that afternoon when I went back, I was so deeply in peace that, uh, and she was also. And we had already decided because of the difficult time to leave a, a day early. I didn't also want to take the chance of spoiling what was, <laughs> what was a good note to end on, but I just wanted to share quickly because I know it's late. I got a text from her the, the next day or two days later and it's short and I just want to read it to you because it was, I was able in while I was there to say some things that she's been, I know she has wanted to hear from me uh, our whole life. And she wrote me this note. I love you deeply and you hold a special unique place in my heart. I've never heard that. Know that you are always in my thoughts and prayers, my precious daughter, love mother. Great. Something was done, finished. And I'm grateful to have had the opportunity. Yes, and, and for her. All mankind, I mean, it was the end of something. It only took a lifetime in time, but I had to be in a timeless place for, for it to happen. Hmm. And there was a time when I would have been a mental case for, you know, probably weeks and nothing. That's great. So well, that's great, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I did admit that to her, by the way. I didn't say it in those words exactly, but I said, I, I know I was deeply angry for, for so long. We were able to meet, we were finally able to meet in the real place, not, in, not from the head, both of us. And, you know, maybe it take, took her getting to the end of her life to be willing to let go as well. Great, yes. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. You know, you ever hear that movie Dinner with Andre? For a lot of us, there's there's gonna be dinner with Andres. Yeah. So it's gonna be my case was with I got sober. Luckily I was sober for two years when my mother passed away. So that was a oh good. Like a living amends. Uh because that's basically all she ever wanted me to be was to be happy. And she need, knew I needed to be sober to be happy. And it was very cool that I got sober before she passed. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Sometimes there's the final throw up and then there you go. And in shamanism, it's sort of like they call it in a way, uh, recapitulation. So there's a scene. I'm gonna, that, I'm gonna have to Google that. Yeah, so there's like in this dream, in the dreaming, you'll run into certain basic uh, archetypal, typical things, let's say love of the mother and son, whatever. And you'll run into them and, uh, and let's say uh, some these invitations will come and maybe you feel like you didn't really show up for the invitation and stuff like that. And yet another invitation will come and then there's one invitation that sort of changes the previous files of the of the you know the, the situation and bring uh, instead of the ones the one so I don't like to use the word, but the one success, negates the seeming failures of all the others yeah so mm. i feel that to me uh, happens and that's great yeah fantastic it's great that, that's uh, there, there's sharing. a for, there's a forgetting there's a forgetting yeah that's amazing me yeah and it's a really happy uh you know it it didn't have to go into extra time into astral situations <laughs> it got it got cleaned up here that's great fantastic really thank you thank you it's a nice note to end on yeah 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 very much so yeah all right hey so mike i think we'll end up eh? and now yeah let me recheck for John Luna. Is Hudson talk definite? Yes, it's going to be definite. It's going to be at seven. We'll post it. I'll send it to you. And just could you add uh, donations, whatever? I didn't put any uh, charge. So, yeah. But it's going All to right, be so. Tuesday night in, the, in Hudson at the community center. Jacob is there and Alex. And yeah, it's going to be good. So Tuesday, June 13th. 7 no, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. June 14th, 7 p.m. Yeah. Okay. Monday, Tuesday, I have other talks. Wednesday, Hudson. And then Thursday will be off. And Friday, Saturday, Sunday is in Dover, New Jersey. Okay. Then I go home. It's on. Some of that's posted already, yes? Everything you sent me is posted, yeah. So uh, I was just checking for John because he asked. because he wasn't. Yeah, there we'll put, I'll send it to you after this. Just put in donation or something, you know. Whatever you can, yeah. So because it would be nice if they leave me some money. <laughs> I gotta or pay for, trade. Gotta pay for some shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's say goodbye. Nice to see you, Mike. And uh, I'll talk to you. I'll send it to you after this. William S. Nice to see you, William. Kerry, as always. Yeah. Dylan, nice to meet you. I don't know if I've seen you before. If I have, nice to see you. If not, nice to meet you. No, he's he uh first time. He's from Portland and he's read your book, um, Escape from Everywhere uh, from Nowhere. Oh great. Escape from Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you, Dylan. Yeah, you too. We got Mr. Churchman. Yep.
I'm hoping him and uh, Kathleen are building a mobile uh, lazy boy for me. It's still in the research stage. <laughs> you got to get the right dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hari, nice to see you, Hari. Hari called me with great news. And uh, she doesn't know that Zen Bitch Slap already has a plan to take over the five acres and produce a compound. It's okay. You don't mind. No. I'm very good news. I'm very happy for her. We won't share it here, will we? We don't want to, we want to make sure you get it. Well, Hari's gotten a very nice, she's been looking forward to a place and she seems to have found a very beautiful place in Port Townsend, Washington with five acres and uh, it looks awesome. So I've already making plans, getting my architecture where we're gonna build the temple. We got the temple of lost hairs for all the bald people and shit like that. Yeah. Great. Pray for financing. All right. We'll pray for financing. We'll back you, honey. Don't worry. Seriously. All right, Harry. Thanks, man. Very happy. Thanks for sharing it with Amelia and I. John, nice to see you, John. Yeah. Take good care of all those bugs, John. Yes. I'm 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 trying. I'm trying to any I only kill the ones I have to. Yeah, that's I good. Let a, I, I let a bunch of aphids go today. Oh, good. 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 That's good. That's a David from Down Under. Always a pleasure. Esther. Oh, Esther's letting her hair go. That's all right, Esther. Yeah. David, always a pleasure, bro. Walter, I think he finally he went to sleep. Uh, we got Kathleen G. Uh, <laughs> She's got the mothership there in the lazy boy world. Andrew Pegram, thank you for your share today. Craig May, as always. Yes. Giselle, Las Vegas. Sherry, San Diego. I'm going to meet Giselle. I've already met Sherry. I'll meet Giselle, hopefully in Italy. Be nice. Uh, Christine, I forgot to tell you. You're not actually going to see me in Italy. There's just going to be Zooms. I'm going to be at a different location. <laughs> no. <laughs> I knew. What? <laughs> I knew. I knew you're going to be sorely missed. I knew. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I'll be there. I'll be there with my Speedo. Yeah. <laughs> my Speedo. Yeah, I got, right. I got the color of the Italian flag. Oh, yeah. oh cool. <laughs> You'll see me at the beach the first day you arrive. You'll see All me right. at the beach. Yeah. Great. All right, Christine, nice to see you in Maui. Dennis W., Marty, as always, Alan. Alan, I'm going to meet in Sicily also. That'll be nice. We got Pita. Is that the way to say it, Pita? Peta? I don't know. I can't hear you, but Peta. It's Peter. Peter. Oh, Peter. Nice to meet yeah. you. Yes. Yeah, nice to meet you. And we got Mika or Mika? Mika. Mika. Yes. Nice to see you, Mika, again. I've. Uh, where are you from, Peter? Australia. From Australia, another one. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Yeah, I just accidentally clicked in this morning. That's lovely. Thank you. 
Where are you? Where are you in Australia? Adelaide. Oh, Adelaide. Oh, Mia's a friend of ours. She's here now, but she's from Adelaide. She was just back there. Mia. You'll meet her in the Zoom if you come. Yeah, she'll be here. Yeah. She's a character. All right. All right. Let me see who else we got. Miranda. Oh, Miranda. I haven't seen her in a while. She's probably busy saving the world and all of its residents. Yeah, there she is. Okay. One at a time. Susanna W. Yes. She doesn't know, but she'll be in Sicily also. She she's, thinks she's going to control the situation, but it's out of your hands, honey. We got Kaiser in Minnesota. Susan K., my latte lady. Jonathan K., K. King, iPhone. Oh, there's Mia. Mia, we have an Adelaide, an Adelaide friend. <laughs> yeah. We got Zoe in Arkansas. Always nice to see her. Very nice, everyone. Thank you, Miranda. Good to see you again. Uh, hey, thanks for the lovely space. Yes. By the way, Andrew's from Portland, too. So we have two people from Portland. Oh, good, good. I like Portland. We usually, we used to do a lot of Northwest trips, but we haven't been doing many lately. 